Hello there and welcome to the podcast. It's John Markar here and I thought I'd just jump in with a very quick but very important message that I wanted to share with you before you delve into this episode of the Driven Chat podcast. This podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now come to an end. But don't worry, I'm not going to stop you from listening to this episode or from catching up with the 185 episodes that we've recorded in this format. I just wanted to let you know that if you're looking for our new episodes recorded after December 2023, then you'll need to seek out our new podcast, The Driven Podcast. You can find The Driven Podcast in all the usual podcast platforms, including, chances are, the one that you're listening to this one on right now. So please do enjoy this episode, share it with a friend by all means. But when it's done, don't forget to search for the new podcast, The Driven Podcast, and subscribe to the new format to hear the new stuff. To make life easy, head on over to the Driven website via driven.site. There you will find links through to the new podcast, including links to your preferred podcast platform. And hey, whilst you're there, why not check out everything else we do, including hand-picked automotive news stories, car and bike reviews, video features, and even more. For now, though, I'll let you enjoy this episode. And I will remind you again at the end of the episode, but for the future reference, this message is approximately 1 minute and 30 seconds long. That's six clicks on the 15-second skip button. Enjoy. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Driven Chat Podcast. My name is John Markar and this week... We are bringing you a bumper special from the recent Goodwood Festival of Speed 2022. An amazing three days at the event, Thursday, Friday and Saturday, walking around, doing our very best to soak up the sights, the sounds and the atmosphere and most importantly, a collection of amazing voices for you to hear from. Now, I went along to the event with my colleagues Rachel Downey and Andy Jay and of course, crucially, we also bump into our other colleague Amy Shaw who was there doing her own thing but crucially we managed to catch up with Amy as well. But what you're about to hear is three days of content, three days of amazing conversations with some truly amazing people. On day one, we speak to Zenvo chairman Jens Svedrup. We speak to Tim Burton, a.k.a. Shmi150, content creator Joe Achilles, broadcaster and journalist Quentin Wilson, photographer G.F. Williams, racing drivers Marino Franchitti, Jensen Button, Alex Brundle, Jack Goff, plus Roger Bailey from Radford, James Walker, a.k.a. Mr. JWW, and we take our first visit to the Bonhams Marquee, as it wouldn't be a Goodwood event without spending some time with our favourite auction house. That's just day one. On day two, we speak to a collection of motor racing legends, including Derek Bell, Jackie Ix and Sir Jackie Stewart. Three absolute legends. And as well as those three icons, we catch up with Jensen Button once more, plus Rob Bell, Jim Glickenhouse, Andre Lotterer, Sam Hancock and Steve Soper and... 
we get to hear the auction go through of our, I say our, incredible Aston Martin DBS Superleggera uh, from the film No Time to Die. That is, of course, the car that we featured already on our YouTube channel. We've mentioned it on our social feeds as well. But of course, we were building up to the auction to see the car go through. And we've got the audio from that. So that's day two. Finally, our third and final day involves yet more conversations with voices, including Justin Law, F1 legend John Watson, racing driver and TV presenter Katie Munnings, Bafflehouse's Sam Damon, journalist and friend of the show Alex Goy, content creator Sid North, and our very own Amy Shaw makes an appearance after a short break from the podcasting world. We bumped into each other whilst at the event and had a very, very quick chat. And hopefully you'll be reassured, for those of you missing Amy's voice, you'll be reassured in our brief encounter that she will be back with us recording in the studio very, very soon. You will hear all of these amazing voices, plus the occasional atmospheric soundbites from a packed three days at the 2022 Goodwood Festival of Speed. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I really sincerely hope that you enjoy what you're about to hear, because this, I believe, is the only thing like it. I don't think anyone else has captured content in quite the same way that we've done this. I hope it works. I hope you enjoy it. Please do let us know by leaving a review. For now, let's dive straight into it and enjoy our content. Don't forget, you can contact the show at any point via email podcast at drivenchat.com or visit the website driventrack.com to find our contact us page as well as all the other content that we have to see. Enjoy the show. Hello, my name's John Marker. Hello, my name's Rachel Downey. And we are bringing you a very special episode of Driven Chat Podcast today from the Goodwood Festival of Speed. And as you can hear in the background, we've just been joined by the Red Arrows. I'd like to think that they're here just for us, Rachel. Oh, yeah. No, I, I arrived. Can you arrive with the blue arrow? You can't, can you? They're red. red <laughs> it's the excitement of being here. It's my first time. It is your first time, and I keep forgetting that, so this is actually really exciting, because I've been coming here since I was a small child, so for me, this is like really familiar, so it's always quite exciting when there's somebody that's not done this before, experienced this and seen the cars. What are you most looking forward to seeing whilst you're here over the next few days? Do you know what? I don't have one particular thing because I just want to take it all in. I know that the great thing about this is like with the cars and I know um, I was talking about it earlier on. It's just being around, you know, the smell, the noise just outside. You could just hear the noise of the cars. It's like, oh, my God, this is going to be. Yeah, I don't know what to expect. So I'm just looking forward to all of it. And like I can't get over how big it is here. I didn't realize it was. I know I think I said this as well the other day. It's like a festival. And it actually is. It's, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm just willing to, I just want to take it all in today. And that is what we will do. So we're going to walk around over the next, of course, the next few days, we'll be doing a series of recordings, talking to some interesting people. So trackside here at the Festival of Speed, we have been treated up to now this week with glorious sunshine. It's basically been 25 degrees consistently all week. And then, of course, we've arrived today and it's pouring with rain. So we're hoping that the rain doesn't stick around for long because that will obviously change the dynamic of the hill climb quite dramatically. But, uh, yeah, the weather forecast is changeable, so we're going to make the most of that. So for now, let me transfer you to our first interview. Hi, I'm Jan Sledrup. I'm the chairman and chief commercial officer of Senvo Automotive AS. So I found myself in the very back office, a quiet office, part of the stands here at the Goodwood Festival of Speed, which most people never get to see. Only the very, very exclusive invited customers get to come into rooms like this. But I am sat in a room with 
the chairman of Zenvo. Jens, Jens Fedrup, it's so good to see you. We've known each other for a good few years now, and it was I was delighted to see when you joined forces or, or came into your role here at Zenvo. Um, thanks for thanks for joining us. Good to see you. Well, thank you. Good to see you too. And yeah, well, well thank you. And it was uh, it's an exciting project to be a part of for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, there are some really great things happening. Now, here on your stand, there's a good buzz right now because we've just unveiled a certain bright purple car that's going to a certain influencer that everyone in the car world will know, Shmi 150. So Tim's car is here. Aside from that that excitement, what is it like as a manufacturer, effectively, but not just any manufacturer, a manufacturer of hypercars, the kind of cars that you're building here, being at an event like Goodwood? That's great. I mean, you get to meet... Well, uh, I enjoy getting feedback, you know, to see, um, to showcase, you know, certain secrets uh, and just get a feedback on it, to get a chance to, you're sort of striking at the heart of automotive, well, fandom and customers and other manufacturers and everything. So it's like this melting pot of automotive uh, inspiration and also, like I said, valuable feedback from everyone. So we can see that we're on the right track or not. You know, so that's, that's valuable for us. Incredible. And what's it like watching your cars driving up a hill? Because this is always something that I think must be, especially on a day like today, the first day of here at the Festival of Speed, it's a Thursday, it's been raining this morning, the track conditions are quite wet. Does it add a kind of a, an element of trepidation when you know that your cars are shooting up the hill in the way they are? Uh, yes. <laughs> so, so, we, we, uh, we, uh, this year we've actually borrowed the customer's car because we, yeah, we've, we've sold everything we have. Uh, and last minute we got to borrow this customer's car and then we say, okay, we better not, obviously we need to take care of it. Uh, we haven't been up yet in the rain. Uh, yeah, it's nerve wracking because it's, as you know, it's pretty hairy track, especially when it gets wet. It's uh, not a lot of room for error. So, yeah. No, you're right. And so you might get lucky then. The, the, looking at the sky now, it looks as if it might be clearing up and keep our fingers crossed, it might stay dry. And then in that case, we can all relax a bit more, can't we? And <laughs> breathe, a, breathe a sigh of relief. Now, whilst we're in here, I've just been given a very sneak peek at a project that's coming in the next year or so, which looks incredible. Um, I'm not going to give anything away because I know that it's all very much under wraps and very much under embargo and all a big secret, but I can say it's very exciting. Um, what does the future for Zenvo feel like to you? How do you feel about the future? Yeah, well, yeah, I, 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 I can inform you a little bit so you have some, some unique story here. Uh, I mean, we are, over the last couple of years, we've been developing an, an all-new car. It's a massive investment for us. Um, yeah, way beyond anything that has ever happened in the brand's history. It is why I came on board um, to sort of commercially lead the company into the new stage. Um, so, yeah, you've seen it. I will ask you afterwards what you think about it, uh, although you cannot share any photos. Uh, what I can say is it's an old new uh, modular platform, obviously full carbon tub, uh, we're doing, you know, V12, our own, our own gearbox. Um, it's a V12 hybrid. It will be okay with emissions until at least 2035. Then after that, we don't know. So, so it's, I would say, it will be the most cutting edge and modern V12 um, that is in production. Uh, there hasn't been anything like this out before, and we're doing it in cooperation with a, another company, which I cannot mention, but which has a long history of making, you know, Formula One engines, etc. So, so, um, so it's a joint effort. 
So, uh, and we're, what can I say about the way it looks? Well, I can say it's, it's leaning even heavier into uh, Scandinavian design, in a particular Danish design, which, you know, Denmark has a very rich design with the furnitures we're sitting in <laughs> and uh, just have a very particular style of um, elegant minimalism, you know, like uh, soft minimalism, not, yeah, so... Uh, and this whole USB is it's all about being the most enjoyable car in all senses of the word whether it's the way it drives sounds, stairs or just pure attention to detail and just artistry which is very important for us So, um, so and it will be launched towards the later end of next year I think that's about as much as I can say. <laughs> so the answer to the question, the future is very exciting. It's it's going to be, yeah, an incredible car for people to see. And, uh, yeah, I think the reaction to it is going to be great. Now, the room we're sat in, is this here because you've got also got people coming along who might be expressing an interest in that car? Are you already taking orders for that car? We've taken quite a few orders already, and we have many appointments uh, for yeah, well, UK and internationals coming coming to see see this digital preview uh, I have to add it's not a real car <laughs> but at this moment uh, yeah so I think today well we've, we've at least sold out our first year of production so 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 we've been silently taking orders mainly from North America because we've been a lot there lately but now we're starting to take European orders as well on this this car and so far it's been honestly overwhelming you know not nothing like this has ever happened in the brand's history before that's for sure of this scale yeah fantastic how exciting well thank you so much for giving me a few moments of your time it's amazing to see the stand so busy it's amazing to see a brand that only a few years ago was still so new and exciting and and now it's become one of the most popular hypercar brands everybody at the festival of speed wants to come and see the car that's on the stand here and i think they're going to be equally if not more excited about what comes in the future so i will leave you to uh, get back to your hard work get back to those meetings and enjoy your weekend and perhaps we'll catch up in greater detail perhaps nearer the time that that uh, next car comes along yeah yeah well We'll have to get you in a test drive. Have you driven the Zenvo? I drove the T TSRS. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, it it was unbelievable. That just just such raw power. It felt felt like you'd been hit like a golf ball from behind, and every gear change is just another. It's yeah. raw and refined. You know, it's like uh, it's it, 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 yeah, it's very hard to put the finger on, but it's. I would say it's usable, you know, it feels you can drive it in town and all that stuff, but you have this visceral feel and it's still a pretty high-tech mixed into it. So, yeah, I, I, I'm glad you liked it. And uh, what did you think about the new car? Again, you'll have to wave your hands frantically if I'm saying too much, but visually, incredible. Looks absolutely amazing. Looks like a racing car on the road, just like... It's you know it's it's what you would expect as a follow-on model from uh, the TSRS. I think it's just yeah, it's going to be that times two. Yeah, oh two, it is two generations here, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah, absolutely incredible. Yeah, I I can't wait for the world to see it. Hi guys, I'm Shmi. I think that's the that's the that's the way we begin, isn't it? Uh, here we are. So I've bumped into Tim at the Zenvo stand. This is really exciting because there is a bright, brightly coloured purple car sat here on the stand. And the exciting thing is, this is your car, Tim. 
It is a completely surreal moment for me, you know, coming to the Goodwood Festival of Speed for over a decade, every year, every day of every weekend that it's on, to now have taken delivery and revealed my very own car right here and not just a car, a Zenvo TSRS, which is something that stands out quite a lot. It's a complete dream come true, really, in every way. And the car itself, I'm assuming the car is staying static here on the stand for the weekend. It's not going to be doing any action up the hill. Yeah, I kind of took the decision that brand new, very valuable, zero mileage. What I now know is a mega car is not going to be driving up the hill climb this weekend. Is that the terminology we're going with now, mega car? Mega car is a, a technical terminology for a car with a megawatt of power. So there are very few of them. A megawatt of power is 1,360 horsepower. And they have now made it possible, thanks to uh, some new... Uh, parts components to the engine that the car can run on E85, which means you can achieve exactly 1,360 horsepower. I have learnt something today, and I am delighted by that. <laughs> Thank you for that. Genuinely, me too, because people often ask, what's the definition of a sports car, a supercar, a hypercar? There is no definition. It's, it's completely arbitrary based on price, exclusivity, performance, you know, noise, emotion brand's history, etc., whatever it might be. But now with mega cars, you know, which Koenigsegg did first with the Koenigsegg one to one, and now you have the, you know, the Chirons, the various different derivatives. You have the other Koenigsegg models, etc. But uh, the Zembo TSRS has joined the mega car club. Incredible! That is incredible. And this weekend, beyond Zembo, you're also going to try and make the most of the weekend and see other bits and pieces as well, or are you pretty much tied in here? No, no, I always try and get around and see everything that's going on at the show. I spend a lot of time at the supercar paddock. The supercars are indeed my thing and fortunately get to run up the hill climb in a variety of different cars. So I'll be jumping on board the Hennessy Venom F5, the Lotus Avaya, uh, Ferrari 296 GTB and a couple of other cars. So quite looking forward to all of the, the action and the fun and kind of hoping that the rain stays away because it certainly makes it more interesting. Yeah, it certainly does. Yeah, we referenced it. It was one of the things I spoke to Jens just briefly before uh, sitting down with you, and he was saying that it's not only it's not actually a Zenvo car they're running up the hill, it's a customer's car, so they made the decision, do you know what, we'll wait for that to dry up and then we'll go out, which I think is very sensible and very forgivable. Yeah, save, save me the paranoia of it being my car that would be going up. No, it's 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 things around about You know, when it comes to a company like Zenvo, it's super exciting for me to... to to be able to be part of the company, almost to be part of the family that is Zenvo. Um, everybody's been so incredibly welcoming, but also for my car to be here at the show and it's going to go to a few other events and things as well. And to just be on the road with the company as they start new things, as they've got some exciting plans ahead. You know, it's a really, really, really cool time. And just to wrap up, just something I wanted to mention, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you mentioned that really lovely statement about being you know, part of the family of Zenvo, but you are a customer. You you have bought this car with your money, haven't you? Yes, absolutely. I, I have paid a seven-figure sum for this car, which is completely terrifying for me. Um, I, I think it's it's been a completely different level of integration from the very start. And I've known the Zenvo guys for a long time. I've filmed with the whole team many times over the years at different places I've been. But... To be part of everything, going to be part of the build. I got to lay in some of the pre-preg carbon fibre for the wheels on my car at the factory to be completely part of it. Um, it's more than just buying a car. It's being part of the company, being part of the whole experience. Amazing. What an amazing experience and amazing to have the car here. I will let you carry on with your frantically busy weekend, but lovely to see, lovely to catch up with you and hope to see you again soon. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Hey guys, I'm Joe Achilles and I make automotive film content for YouTube. So, walking along, 
just walking from the cricket pitch, I'm now full of battered sausage and chips. And who should I bump into other than friend of the show and fellow media... It's a polite way of saying media whore. I'm not sure, actually. I'm not sure there is one. Media personality. <laughs> Joe Achilles. Hello, Joe. Hey, buddy. Nice to bump into you. Yes, it's nice, isn't it? Now, you and I share a passion and a bit of excitement for a certain car that's been unveiled today on the Thursday is a certain estate car. Would you like to do the honours of telling us what that is? And hopefully I'm thinking of the same one. Yeah, I, I assume you mean the uh, the lovely G81 M3 Touring. Um, I've been very, very excited about that, as I know you have. Uh, and it's just gorgeous. It looks great in every colour I've seen so far. And, uh, I mean, who doesn't love a Touring? Exactly. Idiots. <laughs> That's the answer to that question, Joe. Those people that don't like fast Tourings are idiots. Exactly. Um, are you going to get a chance to drive it anytime soon, do you think? I'm hoping so. I think uh, first drive's hopefully going to be in the next couple of months in the UK. Um, so very much looking forward to that. I can't believe that it would be radically different to a saloon, um, but you're going to feel cooler driving it, um, even me. So um, not sure you will, but, you know, let's see. Uh, but, yeah, very excited about trying it. So, uh, yeah, can't wait. Awesome. Yeah, me too. I'm hoping I can also get added onto those lists and maybe we can yeah, share that experience in close proximity. Maybe like fill the boot with cheese or something, you know, like Top Gear used to do in the 1990s. Like, how much cheese can you fit in an estate car? That would be fun. I think it's 500 litres of cheese, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of cheese. And with prices these days, that would cost a lot of money as well. So maybe you can fund the cheese bit and I'll get involved in the video. Deal. Yeah, I'll secure the cheese, you secure the car. And um, what are you most looking forward to seeing whilst you're here for the are you here all four days? I am here all four days. And someone actually asked me that earlier on and I was like I had a bit of a mind blank. Um apart from the M3 touring, uh just anything and everything. I like all the old stuff here. Um I don't claim to know that much about the classics, but I love smelling and listening to them. Um, you know, with everything modern being so quiet and silent and EV. It's nice to actually smell some fumes and hear some really loud, ridiculous stuff go up the hill. So anything that goes past me, I'm interested in, uh, yeah, basically. Mega. Right, I'll let you go and enjoy. Good yeah. to see you. Lovely to bump into you. Go and, go and sniff some cars. <laughs> I will, mate. Yeah, lovely to bump into you too. Have a good one. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. Hello, I'm Quentin Wilson and I'm at Goodwood here today fighting with the noise from the Red Arrows. I have to say, thank you so much for arranging the Red Arrows to fly over just at the point of our interview. It's very kind of you. Especially for you, no problem. <laughs> so good to see you. I'm basically walking around over the next few days, bumping into friendly faces, people we've spoken to before and some people that we've always been looking to speak to. And uh, yes, lovely to bump into you, Quentin. How is the weekend going for you so far? Well, look, it's amazing, really, because here we are Thursday and it's just already feeling a little bit mobbed. And, uh, you know, Friday and Saturday traditionally always much busier than this. So I think we're looking at a real, real, real capacity crowd, which, which says quite a few things, really. It says that, you know, the, 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 the combustion engine car is still in favour, but we're here by Electric Avenue, which is, is also mobbed, and every car manufacturer here, red arrows again, every car manufacturer has an electric offering, really. Um, so the, the fact that there's this passion, this enthusiasm here is, is really, really great. And look, we're supposed to be in a recession, it's a cost of living crisis, and I can see people just absolutely everywhere um, really, really enjoying it. So good for Goodwood. 
Yeah, absolutely right. Good for Goodwood. I think it's good for the, the general morale of people as well. It's a bit, everything's a bit doom and gloom at the moment. It's nice to come together it and is. celebrate what we all love. There's real passion and enthusiasm here, and you can hear those, those V12 Formula One engines in, in the background here. And it, it hasn't lost its mojo. You know, you think it would, but it's just, it's still great. It's still full of, you know, really excited, passionate people having a good time. So long may it continue absolutely and before i let you go is there anything in particular you're really excited to see go up the hill well you see now that, that's interesting because the fastest car up the hill uh is a was a volkswagen id3r which did it in 39.9 seconds it worries me that i possess this information but hey um so look if somebody could beat that that would be amazing but i think there's a slight kind of an irony here that, that, you know, with all these Bugattis and all these kind of Formula One cars, that the fastest car up the hill is electric. Mm. What does that say? <laughs> Let's see if a V12 can beat it today. I doubt it will, but we'll keep our fingers crossed. Quentin, so lovely to see you. Thanks so much and see you soon. Pleasure. So it wouldn't be the Festival of Speed without car sounds. Unfortunately, Rachel and I, we've ended up trackside at the hill climb just at the time where some classic F1 cars are driving up the hill. So how would you feel? This is the first time you've actually seen stuff on the track here, isn't it? Yeah, I... Do you know, it's mad. It, I imagine it to be just like this, like, and you really get quite the atmosphere as soon as you're here. It's really hard to explain, but, yeah, it's visually pretty, pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I'm annoyed, though, that the fact we've stood here by the track and basically everything that's driving past is now electric. It's so electric, it's hilarious. We, I thought, oh, I hit record at the point that James Hunt's old McLaren... Um, MP4 drove past and now it seems to be electric cars but we'll stick around in the hope that something else will come along is there anyone in particular you're really hoping to bump into today Rachel? Oh that's a good question um, no do you know oh actually I wouldn't mind going to have a look at the I know the E1 so the Seabird e, which is the, the electric boat from the E1 series that's going to be here it'll be quite good oh. to see what it looks like up close but who I want to see here I don't know I see maybe some kind of driver. That's it, really. Excellent. I think I can hear something coming, yeah. something that sounds like a car. <laughs> Prizes on a postcard. If you can guess what that car was... You'll never guess it. You will never guess that. Um, <laughs> I can't tell you what it is. I have absolutely <laughs> no idea. It looked like an old Holden, but can't have been. Anyway... What I can see about to go up the start line is a Dodge Viper, a Le Mans spec Dodge Viper. This is going to be a car that competed at Le Mans. Massive, ridiculous, as a Calsonic R32 GTR just drives past. This Dodge Viper GTSR is going to rip past, and I'm going to shut the hell up for this because it's going to sound absolutely incredible. Just seeing it taking the first turn now. We are just after the bridge, and here it comes. Good noises. Good noises, Rachel Downey. How does it feel to hear a bit of nostalgic Le Mans car? Sure, it's, I haven't been by a racetrack, I don't think, this year. So just being here and like hearing the cars straight away, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm not hiding it very well, am I? <laughs> Playing it very cool, Thanks. I must say. Let's see what else we've got coming up by the looks of things. Listen to this. I'll tell you what it is soon after. That's a Ford Capri, would you believe it? Ah, right, I think we've now entered the realms of Group C cars, perhaps. We are historic racing cars. I think I can make out the general shape. And bear with me, I'm looking at a tiny screen in front of me. It's another Capri. Have a listen to this. 
Now, we spoke to Quentin Wilson earlier, who was kind of celebrating the fact that we, ha- we are still able to hear noisy cars here, and it does make a big difference. I think if we were just reliant on, and I know you're, you have a certain penchant for Formula E, don't you? But there is nothing better than hearing racing cars go up a hill with engines, right? Oh, oh God, no, this is it. This is like how pretty much all of us got into loving cars, loving motorsport. It's for noises and sounds like this. Bit of 1960s Ferrari there driving past, yeah. Pretty, but you're right, you're absolutely yeah. right. And I think this is the kind of event where, especially, I'm looking at a lot of kids here who are perhaps hearing cars like this for the first time, and it's kind of you can see the light bulb being turned on in their heads like, oh my god, is this how good cars can be? So, ah, oh, right, we've got another Le Mans car coming up now, a Nissan <laughs> taking it very easy, annoyingly. It's a, I was hoping he was going to rip past. Hi, I'm George Williams, I'm a car photographer and I have a purple lotus that's here today. Yes, you do have a purple lotus here today, George, and I'm very glad you said that because you're the second person. I hope to meet more people that I know here today with a purple car on display. Would you like to tell our lovely listeners? I mean, they know, they already know what the car is, don't they? Let's be honest. But what have you got and why is it here? I have a Lotus Exige that I fully rebuilt and painted purple, basically, and it's here because it's on Michelin tyres. Is that, is that as simple as that? Yeah. Put, it, put some Michelin tyres on it, you get a standard Goodwood. Uh, yeah, I wish it was that easy. Uh, I mean, it feels that easy. So, yeah, Michelin have actually been very nice to me for this weekend. Oh, that's, that's very good. Now, you are obviously known, as people will have heard already on our podcast, you're a world-famous, very, very, very good photographer. We've shared many an adventure together in all corners of the world. Are you here also doing a bit of work, or are you actually on a jolly? I'm mainly here doing work. Uh, I'm working for Rolls-Royce and also Charge Cars this weekend which is an electric Mustang, if you don't know, which is pretty cool. And you're here all four days, I assume? Yeah, of course. Amazing. And other than the worky bits, is there anything in particular that you're especially excited to see, to walk around or to see go up the hill? I like seeing the new cars that come here the first time you see them. So Mercedes Project One is pretty cool to see. Working Valkyrie, that's nice to see. And a few other bits, T50. Always sounds good. So... Yeah, I'm going to try, try my hardest when the supercars do their bit up the hill in a bit to get those on sound, because that T50, I heard it at Goodwood members meeting earlier in the year, and it was just mesmerising. Yeah, more cars should sound like that, but of course it's, it's all disappearing now, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> That's a good, good answer. Well, I will let you carry on. Lovely to see you, George. We've bumped into so many exciting people already, and um, you're now at the top of the pile, which is great. How do you feel about that? Thank you. You're very welcome. George Williams, photographer. <laughs> I love being <laughs> Now, I don't know if this is going to work as an audio segment because I'm currently standing in the middle of the supercar paddock and I have an SF90 Spider driving past. That doesn't make any noise. I have a 296 GTB driving past. That's making a bit of noise. But there's also an FXX Enzo driving along, which is making some noise. We've ended up at the Radford stand for our chat with a couple of key personalities that you've heard before. But something else you're going to be able to hear is the sound of the Radford very shortly because it's about to go out for the assembly line to climb the hill. So the whistles you can hear are the marshals clearing the way. And shortly you'll hear the car fire up and drive past. I've just seen a Marino Franchitti jumping in the car. Hi Marino, I know you're about to start a car and drive up a hill, but... Good to see you. Good, good to see you. How are you doing? Yeah, very well. Um, talk about what you're in. What are you about to drive? I'm in a uh, 
Porsche 911 reimagined by Singer. Not only that, but it's my brother's car, so... And he's, look, he's maybe put a seat cover on, because it's got this unobtainium material on it, and yeah, it's a bit unusable, but very pretty. You do seem to have the cleanest racing suit I've ever seen in all time, so I can't really understand why you need the seat cover. I know, it's just a... Uh, yeah, I, I thought the same, but he said seat cover, please. I don't know what he thinks I'm going to do. <laughs> well, don't make a mess. Good to see you. We will enjoy the sounds of that singer as it drives out, as well as the sound of the Radford. Here goes the singer. And then the Radford, which I can only describe as just the most gorgeous, dark, deep, dark red. It's almost aubergine, it's that dark. Now we're going to follow that. Uh, we're going to follow that Rad that Radford, and conveniently walking alongside me is a gentleman. <laughs> let Maz go. We have to. We have to let Maz go. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's a very, very, very stunning car. Yeah, we're looking at the uh, Singer 911 reimagined by Singer, the DLS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, fish and chips reimagined by fish and chips. Yeah, it's a sensational thing. So that's the voice of Ant Ansted. Hello, Ant. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to Goodwood. Thank you very much. It's bloody lovely to be here, isn't it? It's a, the weather today has been quite changeable. Started off with rain and now it's absolutely roasting hot. Well, that's classic England. That's, uh, that's what we miss in California. One minute you're in Speedos, the next minute you're in a raincoat. Well, um, have the we seen... The thing is if you wear a raincoat with Speedos underneath, <laughs> <laughs> then questions will be asked. Yeah, absolutely. So we're now heading up to the track because you want to see your car rip up the hill, that right? Well, this is a big moment for us. This is, uh, this is the first kind of dynamic drive in the UK ever. We completely built that car this week. Uh, Jensen's never driven it, ever. Not that type, so it's got the new space frame on the rear, new power, new gearbox, new drive shafts, new uprights, new suspension. And in his test drive is right now on the hill at Goodwood. <laughs> no pressure then? No, there's no pressure. Come on, if you want to put the car in the hands of somebody, you want to put it in Jensen's hands. I agree, I agree. Well, we'll hope to catch up with Jensen in a bit as well. For now, I'll leave you to uh, look on with trepidation and hopes and prayers and maybe a bit of fear and enjoy the car. Well, yeah, let's, I'm going to hold my breath for about a minute and a bit. Hopefully, maybe I'll take a minute and a half. Perfect, yeah. Call the times now. We'll let you know a bit later on. Thanks, Ant. Enjoy your day and we'll catch up soon. Yeah, I'll catch you later. So I've just followed Ant Anstead to a, a, a strange corner of the uh, Goodwood Estate, just at the very bottom of the hill climb. And who should I find in that lovely Radford that I was just talking about than a certain driver called Jensen Button? Hello, Jensen. Hello. How are you? I'm really good, thanks. I have just landed. I landed, thought I'd lost my bag, they found it, and then uh, straight down here, signed on, jumped straight in the car. So yeah, it's been quite a whirlwind. Now, not only that, but Ant and correct me if I'm wrong here, he may have been lying, but Ant said that this car has only just pretty much been put together, pieced together, and you are driving it now for the first time up the hill at Goodwood. Yes. So it's the, uh, it's the first uh, production spec uh, car, mechanically, um, that, uh, that, yeah, that we're, and it's just been put together. So it's fantastic. Obviously, all the systems have been done, the dyno testing on the engine and all the important stuff, but uh, the first time it's actually been driven in anger, yes. And how are you feeling about that? Are you confident? Yeah, good, good. Um, yeah, 
I'm quite excited. I feel for him though. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to be in it with me, but um, all is good. But no, looking forward to it. Amazing. Right. Well, I'll let you focus and get back on, get back into it. And uh, yeah, look forward to seeing it rip up the hill. Have fun. Cheers, mate. Thank you. So I've just stepped away from Jensen, sat in the Radford, having been led to the Radford by Ant Anstead. And who should I meet next? Standing beside our very own Andy J. Hello. But Roger Bailey, who's also on the design team. So, Roger, how are you feeling today? This is more than on the design team. He's one of the owners of Radford. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm the I'm the uh, token Yank in the group. Uh, I, 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 because we are based in California, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the token Yank. But uh, now this is exciting because it's been, believe it or not, about two years to this point, uh, and lots of things have happened in two years. Lots of design changes and engineering upgrades, and, and you're about to see the result of those in this car here. That's right. And We've just got to mention your arrival, if you don't mind, because that's, oh, that's, that's, that's proper Hollywood, oh, isn't it? Well, yeah, okay. So, uh, so Jensen, uh, Izzy, our marketing director, and my wife, Denise, and I, we all flew in together on the same flight. Jensen says to us, I've got a ride for us from the airport to Goodwood. I said, oh, great. He's got an Uber or something. But we, we get off the plane, get our luggage, and we go out to the parking lot. He's purchased a Rolls-Royce Phantom. Uh, <laughs> so we put our bags in. And uh, proceeded to drive, and he'd never seen the car. He, he, the guy handed him the keys in the, you know, in the parking lot. Here you go, and put the luggage in, and off we went. Drove to Goodwood in his new Phantom. I can tell you, Roger, that's not the norm for all of us Brits. No, we don't oh, just fly nor, in. Nor us. <laughs> nor us. I, I, I said, Jensen, this is pretty bougie, buddy. Uh, so, but it was a, it was a fun ride. We actually, we actually stopped and got uh, a Starbucks. So amazing. Just so we got so the caffeine, yeah, yeah, caffeine pump. Uh, yeah, so um, yeah, that was the uh, that was the arrival from uh, the airport to Heathrow to here was in his new. It's new to him. I think it's 15 years old though. It's one of the giant boat phantoms. Beautiful though, oh, nice. spectacular. But we couldn't find cup holders. We got our Starbucks ah. and 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 we searched in vain for Take cup holders. Take it back. It's, it's really it's like we, we're pushing all these buttons and you know you've got umbrellas in the side doors and all this. Where are the cup holders? Where do I put my coffee? <laughs> just, um, have a quick word about the reaction the car is getting here at Goodwood. We are currently lined up to basically to get out and do the hill, but you're surrounded by supercars. I mean, I, I can't actually count how many cars there are here. There must be about 100 supercars lined up. And I've got to say, the congregation, the throng, have flocked to the Radford. How does that feel? Well, it feels awesome, obviously. And I'm not, you know, I, the, the car is beautiful, uh, and you've got Jensen behind the wheel. Uh, you know what's not to uh, be excited about. These, the punters can't see that though. Oh, you know, well, you can probably, see they're kind of walking about. They don't know he's behind the wheel. We yeah, that's probably true. That's that's probably a good point though. The car, it, it's spectacularly beautiful. I mean, just beautiful. So, and, and and this is the new uh, Ron Burgundy paint color. Uh, it is uh, debuted here, but uh, yeah, uh, Ben. Saltmer, uh, our, our head of design, has done a phenomenal job putting this package together. So, no, it's exciting. I think people are loving it. We're loving that they're loving it. You just need some leather-bound books and a wheel exactly. of cheese. Exactly, and the smell of mahogany. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, they sorted. Yeah. So before we let you go, the I think the really significant thing to point out here is although the car, you've had moving cars now for a year or so, yes. but this at Goodwood is going to be the first time a Radford drives up the hill at Goodwood. Am I right? It's That's 100% correct. And like I said, this car is the first car that will include 
so many of the engineering upgrades that we've made over the last year. I mean, there's a lot. We actually put out a YouTube video that, that uh, kind of chronicles all the different changes we've made. So this is a very different car than the prototype that we revealed just about a year ago. But uh, it's, it's going to be exciting to see the thing go up the hill. Fantastic. I'm going to see, watch, wait to see what he does with it. Because he says, oh, I'm going to the first run. I'm going to, I don't think he's capable of holding back. I think he's going to, I think he's going to put her through her paces. It will be given the beans. Good. As, as it should. <laughs> the Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. So I've grabbed the mic because I've just seen Alex Brundle, uh, the one and only. I believe he's um, a family member now of Driven Chat uh, podcast. But yes, we're going to chat to Alex Brundle. Alex, you've just said to me just then you are loving it so far. What is it about Festival of Speed that you love so much? Oh, well, look around you. You know, we've got petrol heads everywhere. These are my people. Um, and we got some we got some supercars here too. Uh, I'm driving three great cars here this weekend, and it's always great to just be around so many people that love the same things I love, all things automotive. So uh, three cars, what are they? Uh, this Hennessy Venom F5. Uh, I'm in a Tolman 183 X Senna car, and I am in a Sauber C9 Group C car, which is a personal hero of mine. I, I have as a sports car dude. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm having a, I'm having a great time. It's my first time here, so I no, don't pull that face. Do not pull that face. First time. So as a newbie, what should I go? Where should I go to first? What should I do? You should view all things. You look limited all, time. All, okay, right. Limited time. Well, I don't know. It depends how fast you can run. We're down <laughs> down in the supercar paddock. There's some amazing metal down here. Make sure you go and check out the the F1 and the Group C stuff is uh, over the far side. There are some incredible historic cars there, and then of course so many automotive brands here displaying their wares. So you can buy five cars by what? So it's worth just past lunch, haven't we? So by six, yeah. I'm expecting a car park full from you. Boom, done. Alex, thank you, and enjoy your, your stint up the hill. My stint, yeah. <laughs> Endurance stuff like normal. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Let's uh, let's give it a bit of a blap. Um, well, I've bumped into Jack Goff. Jack, um, first of all, tell us, um, what are you driving here? So I'm lucky enough to be in the, the Rolls-Royce, uh, which is the Wraith, and it's the black badge version this year as well. So, um, yeah, it's good fun. Obviously, a bit of a privilege being at the home of Rolls-Royce, Goodwood, over the road. In a, in a Rolls Royce, so yeah, it's pretty special. Um, and what is it about um, Goodwood Festival of Speed that brings so many people here? Do you know what? It's like the perfect playground, isn't it? For like people who have got a passion for cars. Um, well, we're all passionate about cars, the drivers as well. So, you know, it's nice to see so many people who are genuinely interested, and you only have to sort of see after every single run down here the amount of people sort of videoing, taking pictures, and it's it's nice to see actually, especially after the last few years where not many people have been able to come to these sort of things. So it's nice to be getting back to normal. And one thing I'm asking people, this is my very first time here, um, everyone is looking at me no, in disgust. Um, what, um, like, what do you recommend for me to go do first, to see? I should be able to give you a really good answer, but yeah. I've not even walked around yet. So I've got four Dead days. To me. Yeah, I've got four days. So I'm taking my time and pacing myself. I've been to the driver's lounge. I know where the coffee pot is. So that's all good. <laughs> but you know what? When you go over to the infield and you see all the stands, the first glance stuff's really interesting because it's stuff that's never been seen before. I quite like the look of the M3 Tourer. I've not seen that in person, but I've seen pictures. So that's something I'm going to have a look, little look at. You got out of that very, very well, very sly. Um, but look, enjoy today and enjoy going up this hill. <laughs> I'll do my best. 
So there I was, walking down the supercar paddock, admiring all the cars. In fact, making a little film, so I thought, this will make a nice Instagram reel. And then whose head should I see pop out the side of a GT3 other than... Is it? Oh, God! Oh, my God! I'm t- it's, 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 it's a GT2 RS Manti Racing, sir. And that is the voice of James Walker, Mr. JWW. How are you, mate? Mate, I am a mate. It's just great to be here. It's so good to be here. Lots of smiles, lots of supercars, and the rain stopped. So, well, we are winning at life right now. Well, you are. You're sat in a GT2 Vice pack, and I'm walking along with a sweaty backpack and some audio recording equipment. So you are winning at life. I'm, I'm scraping by. Well, let's save that assumption for when I get to the top of this hill on Cold Cup 2Rs. <laughs> let's, let's see how, how it works out. That, that, to me, is risky at sounding like a racing driver excuse already before you've even started. But, um, yeah, how have you managed to blag this one? This is quite special, isn't it? Yeah, it's really... Um, I don't know, actually, if I'm between you and me. Um, Porsche very kindly said, can you do us a favour and drive this up there? I was like, really? Do I have to? Go on, then. So uh, I'm probably the only person who was, who was comfortable enough on a, on a wet, fresh slicks. And they are... Um, using this car to try a, uh, a record hill run later. So they've said, look after the tyres. So. And I'm sure you will. Well, you're being ushered out. You're going to drive up the hill. James, enjoy it. Catch up with you later. Thanks, buddy. Always a pleasure to see you, man. I'd like to say that I dramatised that and ran just for the thrill of the audio, but genuinely I had to. I was about to get run over. Well, Rachel, we've ended up in... One of my favourite places, my favourite quiet corners of any Goodwood event, which is, of course, the Bonhams Marquee. What do you think? I can't get over the selection of just gorgeous cars. I know it's a cliche, but every single car, you can tell it tells a story. Um, and it's just, they're all beautiful. They are. They are. Now, we at Driven Chat, we obviously have a really lovely, close relationship with Bonhams, especially here at the Goodwood events. One of the cars that's jumped out to me is a car that I did some filming with a couple of weeks back, uh, and it's now available to see on our YouTube channel. It's the Aston Martin DBS Superleggera, which is just the most beautiful car. Have you had an opportunity to get up close and have a look, Rachel? Do you know what? I haven't, but... What? I know. I'm gonna, I want to get up close to... Do you know there's so there's so many, but no, I want to get up close, personal, and smell. You were mentioning <laughs> earlier the smell of the cars here, and it's that for a lot of the cars, the old car smell. But it's just, yeah, everything tells a story. The films that these cars are featured in, you can just—it's like you're in that film. And again, I know this is a cliche, but it's it's a fine selection, isn't it? It is a fine selection. From where I'm standing, I've got two Formula One cars. Mm-hmm. I have a pre-war Bentley. Uh, we are stood beside a green Jaguar XK150. That is next to a uh, Fasol Vega classic car. Then I've got a BMW Z1, a Ford Mustang racing car from 1966, a DeLorean, of course, famous from the iconic Back to the Future films. There really is something for absolutely everyone in here. And some new stuff as well. I was about to say, um, I feel like, to my right, I feel like I'm in like the Darling Buds of May. <laughs> I feel like I'm in like the 1950s, 60s. I don't know if I'm dating that right yeah, at all. On, thank you on. very much. Thank you. Um, yeah, there. have they specifically selected all these cars to kind of suit each other to be here? Like, how have they got this selection? This selection have been all consigned. So everything in here has been given by a customer who's effectively hoping to sell so the great thing about Bonhams and what they do here is of course they attract a huge amount of people that come to the event to have a look around so consigning your car to sell it 
at a Goodwood event is huge because it means you're going to get a massive footfall. They, of course, publicise the lots in advance so that people can see it on the website and see it in the brochures. But there will be people who have enough money in the bank who might think, oh, well, I'll just go and have a casual browse, browse around the Bonhams Marquee and they may see something and buy it. So, yeah, everything in here is a customer car. It's here to sell and all being well over the weekend, they will do exactly that. Is there anything in particular you've spotted that you, you might be tempted to bid on? I mean, I would absolutely love... I mean, we've got the Jaguar over there. I can't quite remember where it is. And the... Um, do you know what? I'll go for the Jaguar. The Jaguar, yeah. So it's an XK150 with a roll cage. Basically a track day car. So it's quite a, quite a bold choice. I, uh, I admire that, actually. It's pretty cool. I also want a Rolls-Royce. Is that too much? Am I being too demanding? Would you like both? The Rolls-Royce and the Jag? Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. Well, if we're playing the game of Imagi buying, <laughs> which is always fun, oh, yes, of course you can, Rachel. That can be that Rolls Royce Phantom up there, yes. the dark blue and silver. Yep. That's what I want. That's your new company car. Oh my God, you're like the gift that keeps on giving. Mm. Thanks. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll sort all the paperwork, um, get the bidding done, and um, yeah, we'll we'll see what we can do. If for any reason it doesn't happen, unforeseen circumstances. Okay, I'll let, I'll let this one slide. <laughs> now we are drawing to the end not at the end but we're drawing to the end of our day at Goodwood we've recorded an awful lot of content some of it you may have heard already some of it you may still come to hear uh, now I've also just discovered you're leaving me high and dry you're going home this evening aren't you whereas I'm staying on I am going home and I'm actually gutted I feel like you originally when I was like here I knew I was here for one day I was like that's enough <laughs> I only need one day surely no you do need to be here for a good few days to really take it all in because I still don't think I've been everywhere no not even close <laughs> not even 40% of the event so yeah next year you have to make sure you try and do multiple days and that is that advice goes to everyone that's thinking about attending the festival of speed it is I mean, you can hear the cars in the background. It is an absolute spectacle. It is a festival. We joked about that earlier, didn't we, that people call it the festival. It is a festival. And, yeah, you do need, you, ideally, you need two, ideally three, if you can, all four days to see everything this event has to offer. How many days are you staying here? I'm going to be here three. <gasps> OK, that's a good effort. It's a good effort. I mean, I'm very lucky. Family down the road. Thank you very much for putting me up. It's, uh, it's very kind. No, no expensive hotels for me. Um, but yeah, that does, that does help. But yeah, it is a spectacle of an event. And yeah, I look forward to exploring more. So for now, I'm going to say a, a farewell to Rachel Downey. We're all crying. The whole production team around us is crying and weeping. All in sorrow, uh, I promise. And, um, but the show does go on. I will continue bringing you content throughout this episode. And what I can tell you also is that We've just recorded, I say we, I've just recorded a rather unusual 30-minute conversation with uh, a certain television presenter called Danny, uh, Danny Mengers, who is, uh, yeah, we had a tour of the Bonhams Marquee, completely unplanned, completely off the cuff, and uh, that episode will be coming to you in the next couple of weeks, uh, backed up by some actual genuine Bonhams knowledge in this marquee. So, yeah, we kind of walked around and blagged it, um, but that will then be followed up with some more detailed actual conversation from the likes of Paul Darville, who is, of course, um, our friend from Bonhams. Um, so, yes, let's get back to the action. Rachel, this may be the end of our conversation today, but, uh, well, you'll be back on the podcast next week, I'm sure. Of course I will. Try stopping me. And obviously you'll have my phantom by then. Oh, yes, I'll deliver it with the, uh, with the recording equipment for next week's episode. That'll be, yeah, that, that, that'll work perfectly, isn't it? Cool, see you then. See you then.
Well, good morning and welcome to day two of the Goodwood Festival of Speed. John Marco here. I've been abandoned by my colleague Rachel Downey, who was with me yesterday. And this morning, you joined me in the assembly paddock with a collection of fantastic classic sports cars, racing cars and Le Mans cars. There are a collection of drivers in this paddock that I am looking forward to trying to speak to. First one in question is a five-time Le Mans winner, Derek Bell. Let me see if I can go and track him down. So wandering around the paddock, I've now bumped into an old friend of mine, an old work colleague of mine, which just sounds strange to say, but uh, five-time Le Mans winner, Mr. Derek Bell. How are you, Derek? I'm really well. And that's the car I won the first time in. Look right here. Chassis number one. So you are driving your Rothmans. No, I'm not. Oh, no. Which <laughs> one are you driving? I'm later in the weekend. I'm driving this one's later. That's another car I raced. That's, and then I'm driving this one I'm, uh, on Saturday. And then I'm driving a 1937 Alfa Romeo, which Nuvolari drove just now. I mean, not I drove it just now. He didn't. And, of course, Italians were very small in that. I couldn't, I, I couldn't get my feet on the pedals. I, could, I literally had to take every bit of the seat out, the cushion out, just to be able to try and drive it. And they're going, oh, you look very comfy. I said, you should be doing what I'm doing. <laughs> but it's, it's just great to drive lovely old cars. And it, it's, the car is exactly as it was in 30, you know, 1937. It's still the same paint, rusty and dirty, but fabulous. Amazing. And yeah. what does, what, how does this weekend compare to, say, the revival, you know, giving the opportunity to drive these cars up the hill? Because I think, well, you, you, I think yeah. once upon a time you told me you weren't a big fan of driving at the revival. Well, I'm still not, really, for various reasons. But also now I'm 80 years old, believe it or not. I'm not really that enthusiastic to race. I love driving race cars and I drive all day and night. But there's too many younger kids who are better and faster and are quite happy to sort of make mistakes, which might include me. So at this stage of my life, having survived this long, um, I'm quite keen to make my, if I'm going to do it, I'll make my own bloody mistake and go off in the bushes. <laughs> Good so for you. Therefore, I love this, and we don't drive to that degree or that limit. You know, I mean, this car this morning, I mean, the car's nearly, nearly 100 years old, 90 years old, and I'd never sat in it until yesterday, and I'd never shifted gear until I drove off the line this morning. You know, and, you think, and the steering wheel is the original steering wheel with metal spokes, and you go, then they're all rusty, and you're going, should I really be driving this? You know, but you do, because you do. Well, it sounds like, as you can hear, the cars are getting ready to go. You're going to get ready to go, Derek. I really look forward to seeing you. Lovely to catch up with you. See you soon. Now, I have no idea if this will work as an audio segment at all, because as you probably have discovered, I am currently surrounded by a wall of noise. The car you can hear in question is a glorious, beautiful 1960s Ferrari being driven by our friend Marina Franchitti. I've just caught up with Derek Bell, who's about to jump into a 1970s Le Mans car. I'm surrounded by Porsche 917s, Porsche 964s, and then some older cars as well, back from the 50s and 60s, and even some cars here from the 40s. I've stepped away from the noise, hoping that that makes life a bit better. I'm seeing a lot of familiar faces, all who seem quite keen to have a chat. But uh, we'll see how that goes a little bit later on. But so nice to catch up with Derek Bell. Derek and I worked together, believe it or not, at a time where I was running classic car tours. So to see Derek still doing what he does, and uh, I've heard many, many an after-dinner story with Derek, uh, whilst uh, driving around various corners of Europe. So uh, an, an absolutely wonderful man. So great to see that he's still driving competitively 
and having a great time. What I'll do is I'm going to leave you with, just for this segment, the sound of these cars pulling out. This is a collection of 1950s and 60s era Ferraris. Enjoy this. comes the noisy stuff. This is the sound of a modern-day Le Mans car, 488 Challenge car. Hear the turbos whistling. Here goes Marino Franchitti in this glorious Ferrari. He's making direct eye contact whilst revving, so I can only assume he's doing this for me. And it looks like he's smiling. And now we are left with a grid of 1970s and early 1980s Le Mans cars such a spectacle to see and of course I'm seeing it you're hearing it I'm also smelling it feeling it these things these machines when they fire up and when they rev you can feel it in your chest it is unbelievable such an amazing place to be you see Karen Chanduk now driving out in a Jochen Mass car Rothmans branded 917 Porsche Oh, a bit of 1990s F1 car here. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The next person I've bumped into, another racing hero, I'll say, 
is Jackie Ix. Now, Jackie, earlier on, I was speaking to your friend and colleague, Derek Bell, and he was reminiscing some beautiful stories about driving these beautiful old cars here at the Festival of Speed. How does it feel for you to be reunited, firstly, with the cars, but secondly, with your old colleagues and comrades? I must admit, when you say my friend, it's my dear friend. He just had his 80th birthday a few days ago, where I was already, and amazingly also, I think we will be together around for sure. But uh, yes, um, with Derek, we won four times Le Mans, and uh, we have built up something else than uh, only racing. He's, uh, Derek is two times good, good as a person, good as a driver. But it's true we match very well in long-distance racing. I can say with certainty, having been lucky enough to work with Derek in various events, he is a, he is a true saint of a human. He really is. There's a really, very, very special quality to him. Does it feel a bit like the good old days when you get back together with Derek at events like this, where you're getting into these cars? Does it feel really special? Uh, yeah, it feels special, and we cannot change any, anything to the fact that we come from another era. That was us, other contemporary drivers, has different feelings, different thoughts, but the passion still is what we have in common. Amazing. And what are you just about to drive up the hill now? I'm driving a, a 936. I won with in uh, 1977. That is fantastic. Jackie, I will let you enjoy that and uh, see you again soon. You too enjoy. Thank you. I will. Thank you. I've just been joined by Andy Jay in the assembly area. I say, I've say i said I've been joined. He's been joined by Jensen Button. Jensen Button's rolled in in a rather special racing car, and Andy Jay has appeared beside him. So what I might do is just go and throw a microphone at Andy and, uh, well, see what happens. Um, I'm with Jensen Button. Jensen, you're about to take... Well, I mean, it's, you tell us, because you're taking all kinds of crazy things up the hill today, but this one is pretty special, isn't it? It is. It's the first time... Um, uh, I'm actually driving the, the Lotus Amira GT4 up the hill. So, good times. You keep getting into cars and it's your first time with them. Yeah. What, what's that like? Well, it's normally the way at Goodwood. I've driven everything here and uh, it's always the first time, um, unless it's an F1, a current F1 car. So, no, I've, I've driven quite a bit. I've driven the Radford, uh, the Type 60 up the hill yesterday, first run, um, and the, the engine was only put in two days ago. Um, so that was interesting, 605 horsepower. And then I drove our Rallycross car up the hill, which, which is insane. 900 horsepower, which I'm actually doing the timed runs in, Ooh. which I, I've never done before. So that was the first time when I've ever done. So it should be fun uh, the rest of the weekend. Uh, and now, this is, for me, probably the most exciting car to drive. It's the Amira GT4. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. You know, I love my race cars and it sounds epic. So uh, looking forward to putting it through its paces. I love it. I saw just beforehand you did a little bit of an influencer moment. You were filming some stuff for the gram. Are you, are you loving that side of life? I wish none of it existed, but because <laughs> it does, I have to do it. But no, I, I'm not a fan. I'm just not very good at it. I, I have better things to do. But <laughs> I love you for saying that. No, but I mean, but because it exists, I do it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's part of it now, I guess. You're better at it than most. I mean, we're, we're surrounded in a paddock here with like maybe 40 drivers. You're the only one that did one. Kudos. Well, I'm actually probably the youngest as well, looking around. <laughs> I'm 42 and I feel young in here today, so it's good. Oh, no, Rob Bell's younger than me. Oh, no, he's not actually. Rob Bell's older than me, I think. You're 42? Are you 43? 
You're older than me, aren't you? He's older than me. I am the youngest. I just saying, I think I'm the youngest person in the paddock. So Rob Bell, we used to race together in carts. Uh, hey Rob. Formula Hi, how are you? You're right. Super A in the UK. He won the time trial last year in an epic car. So you're feeling the pressure then. What time did you set, Rob? Uh, in the time trial, 45-0. You never forget, right? So uh, where are you at at the moment? Uh, yeah, I'm eight seconds off, so it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But we did have only 60% power. So yeah, no, we won't be that. But um, it's many, fun. How many more excuses have exactly. we got, got up there? Yeah, there's loads up there. There's yeah. big pockets as well. Yeah, but it's so. not so grippy yet, so yeah. You're, you're giving him the excuses. Yeah, well, we, we're at Race and Driver Union. Yeah. You know, we stick together. So, exactly. absolutely. I'm sure you'll be all right. How many times have you guys raced against each other? A lot. Well, in karting, it was every other weekend. And then we sort of went separate ways. Jensen did this silly thing for a couple of years, Formula <laughs> One. He was quite good at it, wasn't he? Yeah, he was pretty good at it, yeah. So, when you, when you then, do something for long enough, you get good at it. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> and then we've come back together and done a bit of GT racing against each other. But, yeah, for, I don't know, 1990, probably the first time we raced against each other. So, um, yeah, we've been around a little while. Hang on, could we put you guys in a team in something? Is there well, something we could put you in it's together? A, it's a little tricky because I obviously do a lot of stuff with Lotus. Yeah. And uh, he does a lot of stuff with McLaren. Yeah, but, I mean, there could be some beautiful fusion somehow. Could there maybe a charity thing. When you mention charity, it's like, yes, okay, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm sure we could arrange something, but yeah, well, hopefully, we've, you know, we're just in the uh, in the, the, the flourishing in our career. You know, we've got a long way to go yet, so you're just... You're early know. 40s, and oh, as, as Jensen's pointed out, the two of you are the youngest in the paddock here. I mean, wasn't the oldest Le Mans driver this year 80 or 82? Wow, well, that's a little scary. But, uh, no, I mean, there's a guy that races in, in America that's in his 50s, and he's a works BMW driver. Bill Orberlin. Yeah. And he's still really good. He's rapid. Really good. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. So no plans to retire. I love it. All right, well, look, in the meantime, we will work on a talk sport charity race that you can both work together in. Does that, does that sound fair? Old, old cars would work normally. Old cars? Yeah. Old rubbish cheap cars <laughs> yeah, exactly beautiful Perfect. we're on all right as a date thanks Rob. enjoy guys thank you <laughs> brilliant the driven chat podcast in association with paramex digital right i have just spotted another legend here in the assembly area he's wearing a tartan hat and he has a huge smile on his face uh, as i walk towards him let's go and have a quick chat with jackie stewart so, Jackie, I'm really enjoying myself walking around the paddock now, bumping into what I would class as heroes of motorsport. I've just been speaking to your old colleagues and comrades. I've had a good chat with Derek Bell. I've had a good chat with Jackie X, who you've just shared some photos with. Tell me, what is it like being back at an iconic race location, albeit not the circuit, but an iconic race location with iconic cars and your old mates? Memory Lane. Uh, you know, Jackie X have just met, and it's wonderful. We haven't seen each other for a little while. We see each other from time to time. But we've, I've still got so many friends. Sadly, a lot of my friends are no longer with us because in that period when I was racing, unfortunately, there was an awful lot of death. But it's great that what has, you know, the Duke has brought here every year, a collection of people that you would never find anywhere else in the world. It's a great event, and he attracts the best people. Now, you've, you raise a very crucial point there, that you have lost a lot of friends and a lot of colleagues, but you were such a huge pioneer for safety. You were the man that stood up to a lot of the regulations and said, no, this isn't good enough, it's not safe enough. So I think all credit to you that so, so many of your friends are still here and could be down to you. Well, it was a big challenge at the time because nobody wanted to hear it, particularly the 
the track owners because they said, well, we were racing like this for the last 40, 50, 60 years and nobody complained. But of course, times had changed. Uh, cars had gone faster. There was no runoff areas, there was no deformable structures, there was nothing really, it was just a terrible mess. And too many of our friends were, were killed. I mean, Helen, my wife, counted 57 of our friends who died driving racing cars. And that's ridiculous, that just should not be. So um, I'm glad we were able to do what we did. Today, the, the sport's so safe, uh, we have lost a driver, and I cross my fingers when I say that, uh, for a very long time. So uh, it was all worthwhile. Fantastic. And tell me, what are you just about to jump into and drive up the hill? I'm going to drive a BRM that I raced, a 16-cylinder. It was a little heavy. It, uh, it wasn't the most uh, high-performance BRM that's ever been, but it was the only one they had at that time. And I was, it was a works car, and I was driving number one. Um, I tell everybody that it carried more water, more fuel and more oil than the Queen Mary. Um, it was very heavy uh, and didn't, I don't think it won a Grand Prix. I was second in Spa in the pouring rain one day and it was only because of the rain that we managed to do that. But um, anyway, it's always nice to drive good cars and the BRM's a lovely car. Fantastic, and it makes a damn good noise as well. Oh, it's a lovely noise. <laughs> Can we just very quickly ask as well, Jackie, I know Goodwood has such uh, a, a huge place in your heart. You, you really love it here. Could you just give our listeners a little flavour of why this place is so remarkable? Well, the Duke has been like a magnet to the very best racing drivers and motorcyclists in the world. I've never seen in any other event in the world, and I get around quite a lot, anything like this, the collection of people, the collection of the quality cars, things that people never get to see, and they turn out to see them. So it's been an enormous happening within the world of motorsport, and it's easily the best of its kind in the world. I've been coming, I think, almost to every one of them, and each one, I just think it's just in heaven that you're, if you're an enthusiast of motorsport, you've got to come to Goodwood. Love it. Fantastic. Thank you so much for talking to us. What a pleasure. Thank you. So not only have I got... I can't, don't be silly. Don't be silly. So not only have I got amazing, iconic racing drivers to catch up with, somebody else I had to come and approach here in the paddock, Jim Glickenhaus. How are you? I'm great. You know, it's so emotional to be at Goodwood. I've been coming here for 20 years, but to be here with a car with your name on it that uh, just podiumed at Le Mans against... Uh, an incredible company like Toyota. It's just an amazing experience. Now, I was going to ask you on that because it's a huge congratulations for your recent success, but how can you sum up that feeling as someone that knows this event so well to be here with your car in the paddock being driven by an iconic driver? People from all over the world are watching your car. How does that make you feel? I'm just so grateful to Charles, who 20 years ago invited me here. I've been coming back every year and he throws such a wonderful event for all people and all cars and you know no regard as to how wacky the car may be or how famous it may be and i'm just very lucky to be here and it means a lot to me fantastic well congratulations again i'm gonna 
let you enjoy this moment, enjoy your car going up the hill, and most importantly, enjoy the rest of your weekend. I sure will, and I thank all the fans in the whole world, and especially in the UK. There are so many of you down in Le Mans who came up and said hello, and it meant a lot to me. Fantastic. Jim, thank you so much. Thank you. What an absolutely magical collection of conversations I have just had. Uh, you've heard Andy there talking to Jensen Button. The fact that I've just had a conversation with Jackie X and then Jackie Stewart, and then following that from Derek Bell earlier, I all sorts of tingling right now, all through my body. It's quite the surreal feeling. You can probably you can probably hear the smile on my face at the moment. I'm now standing just beside that Glickenhouse after speaking to Jim. Uh, so I'm going to see that roll out. It is, by the way, littered still in traditional Le Mans fashion. A car that does well doesn't get washed. So the car itself is disgustingly dirty, but brilliantly dirty. It's covered in rubber that's been hit off the tarmac. It's got soot coming out the back of the exhaust all over the bodywork. It's firing up now. There we go. It's up. Now, again, I'm, I'm talking to you in the hope that this audio works because... Uh, it's pretty damn noisy in here. That is the Glickenhaus that you can hear running right there. You can hear those turbos spooling away as well. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna follow it for a little bit and try and get the most of some of these noises for you. That's the sound of a Glickenhaus Le Mans car making its way onto the hill climb here at Goodwood. So wandering around the paddock and the assembly area, um, I've bumped into a bit of a legend, Andre Lotterer. Andre, welcome to the Festival of Speed. How are you getting on with your weekend so far? Very good. I just arrived this morning and uh, immediately went into uh, this batch here with uh, a 911 GT3 uh, hybrid, first ever hybrid race car. But uh, yeah, most of all, I'm super happy to be back at the, at the festival. I think my last time was 2014 or 15, I'm not too sure. I've been at the Revival, but uh, yeah, I love coming to Goodwood. My, my favorite place on earth with all these race cars is just, uh, yeah, legendary, mega. Amazing. You say it's the first, so is this the first time you've driven a hybrid racing car? No, this is the first hybrid race car that Porsche has introduced in 2010. And then that was a milestone and uh, um, they used the motorsport as a proving ground. And then later on, uh, obviously raced at Le Mans with the hybrid cars and the LMP1 hybrids. But that was later. So 2010 was the first ever hybrid race car. Amazing. And what is it? how does it compare from driving good old-fashioned six-speed gearbox clutch pedal to this new era of technology is it do you have to completely readjust how you drive well i didn't push so much but you feel it's uh, it has a, a certain age i mean this is from 2010 so it's like 12 years old you see the display the lcd display now we have colors and the displays are much bigger this is like just a two-tone very small display uh, but it was already paddle shift and uh, this is actually running without hybrid today because yeah it's just too complicated but, um, you know, you just try to 
be one with a car, you know. Like I've been driving old cars and new cars and uh, very old cars, and uh, doesn't take long to figure it out. And then you uh, you start to play with the cars and understand where the limits are, and they all have their characteristics. So it's uh, um, it's always fun to explore different feelings, different technology concepts. So yeah, really cool. Amazing. And is this the only car you're driving up, or have you got a selection of other cars this weekend? No, I have quite a good variety, and the uh, next one is the most exciting one. Uh, um, this afternoon, around 4 p.m., I drive a Porsche 956 uh, Group C uh, from 1982 um, from the museum. So that's a big honor. Um, you know, big, uh, big Group C fan, big Jack X fan. So uh, I've, I've driven once a 962 um, at the Proving Ground at the factory for rollout. But first time I drive this here in Goodwood. So yeah, pretty happy about that. And then um, some other cars as well. Some exciting news for also. And um, yeah, a nice variety. Amazing. Well, I'll let you get back to it. Thank you so much for giving me some moment of your time and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you very much. Thanks. So I'm currently standing outside the front of Goodwood House, behind the BMW sculpture, an amazing piece of artwork. And not only that, but I'm surrounded by some of the best feature cars BMW have produced, racing cars, I should say, of past, present and future. And beside me, driving one of those cars, is Sam Hancock. Sam, lovely to see you. You, correct me if I'm wrong, you're driving a BMW M1. Yeah, one of the very special 1979 M1 Pro cars, which were built as part of, of what became just a really special one-make championship that followed most of the Formula One Grand Prix. And it was just this fantastic concept because all of the cars are identical. They are so fun to drive. They're really beautifully balanced because you've got mid-engine, you've got a wide track, wide slick tyres, a lot of horsepower, great handling chassis and these very iconic wedge-shaped looks, which have sort of given the cars a bit of a cult status, a cult following. And they had the sort of magic light bulb idea of putting the then current Formula One drivers into the cars. So imagine today, you know, Charlotte Clerk, Max Verstappen, you know, take your pick, you know, 10 or 12 guys from the F1 grid saying, oh, we'll be back in a minute. We're just going to go and do the support race where all the cars are identical. All the cars slide around quite a lot. They've got a lot of horsepower. They're super analog. And uh, you can imagine it was carnage, but spectacular. And, and therefore, you know, people of a certain age, which definitely includes me, just grew up loving these things. So to be here celebrating BMW M and particularly to do it driving one of these is really special. Now, before now, how much time have you had in this car, if any? Well, normally when I do this kind of an event, everything's super last minute and you're kind of thrown in with about five minutes before you're waved off the line and, and it's, everything's very unfamiliar. This is the complete opposite. Um, this particular chassis is one that I've been racing for the last couple of seasons in historic racing for its owner, who sadly isn't here this weekend. But I've been coaching him on the racetrack for a few years now and just helping him with this car and a few others so so mainly that's a bit of driver coaching in this case it was a bit of setup and developing just just nothing dramatic just sort of dialing the settings in for the various racetracks that we visit um, and co-driving with him in some of the longer distance races where you need to sort of do stints one at a time and sw swap, swap over at the pit stops uh, so it's, it's great it's just everyone loves this car something about its livery you've got the denim aftershave logos on it it was raced in period by Elio 
Fabio De Angelis and Eddie Cheever. I think it won a race in the Pro Car Series and then it had this sort of afterlife, which not all of them did. It went to America and it raced in the Daytona 24 hours and the Sebring 12 hours. So it's a pretty special example of, of the Pro Cars and um, I just love them. I've, I've raced a few of them now and they're just all great. It is magical. It's great to see a car that hasn't gone straight from a championship and into a museum on a white tiled floor, never to be driven again. This thing is continued to be using. And what a compliment to your coaching skills. If the owner of the car said, look, you're so good and I feel so much better. I'll give you the car for the weekend to drive up the hill at Goodwood. 50th anniversary of BMW. And that's pretty, that's pretty special. Well, I'd, I mean, thank you. I, I'd love it if that was the reason. It's probably just more that, you know, his family commitments are probably a bit more demanding than another race weekend, you know, away from the family. But um, no, it's, look, it's, it's a lovely thing. The last festival of speed I was here in this car as well. And, and actually it's nice because having been to this event many times over the years, but not always as a driver, I felt quite unfamiliar with the route up the hill and I've done enough now to, to be a bit more dialed into that. So when we do the timed session later, you know, I, I, there's no need to push like crazy, but, but I have enough knowledge of the route of the course to just carry a bit more speed into some of the corners, which in this car of all will, will be great fun. Fantastic. Well, I'll let you get on and enjoy. Lovely to catch up with you, Sam Hancock. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Thanks a lot. I found myself back in the assembly area before the cars go out onto the track and I'm currently walking alongside a FINA liveried McLaren F1. The man in the driver's seat is our very good friend Steve Soper. Just recorded an episode with Steve that you can already hear now on the Driven Chat podcast. And once we get this car parked up, I'm going to have a quick chat with Steve and ask about his experience of oh, getting ready to drive this car up the hill. Seeing an uh, iconic Le Mans car being pushed around, making no noise. But believe you me, when this thing fires up, it's going to make all the noise. So, sat very comfortably, I hope, Steve. I'm uh, now kneeling down on the floor and into the cockpit of a very iconic McLaren F1, the man in the driver's seat, Steve Soper. Steve, you only spoke to us a couple of weeks ago on the Driven Chat podcast, and uh, it's great to bump into you. We said we hoped we would bump into you at the Festival of Speed, and here we are. Are you driving this car up the hill? Yeah. So I drove it this morning. I drove the, the BMW Le Mans prototype yesterday, but now today, tomorrow, Sunday, is it's the McLaren. Amazing. And is this a car you have had experience driving before, this exact chassis? Uh, these, I think I've driven this chassis once back in 97. So it was a Cox um, Revalia car, but I think I drove it once. I, I drove mostly chassis 21 and another chassis i think 25 but uh, i have uh, the records show that i have also driven this race raced it fantastic and getting into a car like this one that you've raced before or, or cars of this era that you've raced before is it a bit like putting on an old pair of shoes does it all just come back to you yeah, i think so i mean it's um about an old pair of shoes but everything's familiar you know, if I don't know where the mirrors are, I can work it out in a few seconds, if that makes sense. And, you know, rather than look at that and think, well, how the hell does that work? So, yeah, and the gearbox and the brakes and, yeah, everything's very familiar. Although, you know, I, I raced it in 96, 97, um, but I've driven them since, you know. So here I've driven them. I've done demonstrations around the old circuit. Um, in them, so around the sort of Goodwood racetrack, 
So you, you, I've never been that far apart. I haven't not seen the car for 20 years or anything. Amazing, amazing. And besides your drives up the hill, do you get to enjoy an event like this as well, or are you stuck in a driver's lounge and waiting for your next drive? I don't know. I mean, I come back every year, and then after the second day, I feel, oh, God, I've got another two days of this. But, you know, the fact we keep coming back year after year, we must enjoy it, mustn't we? I'd be better at without a head cold at the moment. I would enjoy it more. But, uh, yeah, no, it's cool. It's good. Well, I'll leave you to it. Steve, great to chat to you again and enjoy your drive. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. Do you know what? I think it's time for some lunch. But what an amazing day so far. This afternoon, I plan on heading back to the Bonhams Marquee because there's a rather special Aston Martin DBS that we want to see go through. If you don't know about that already, then I'll explain more a little bit when I get in there. Uh, But for now, I think I'm going to get some food and, uh, yeah, speak to you in a bit. Welcome back to the Bonhams Marquee. I've ventured back for the simple reason that there's a certain car in here that I've really wanted to see go through. It is, of course, the Aston Martin DBS Superleggera, the one that we've made a film with on YouTube with uh, the sales head of sales, Tim Schofield. Um, I thought, well, it'd be crazy not to come in and see it. So this is now a absolutely packed room. We've still got about 20 or so lots to get through before we get to the DBS. So I shall come back to you. But uh, yeah, this is quite a buzzing atmosphere in here. Quite looking forward to seeing this happen. Right, this is now the moment we've been waiting for. The Aston Martin DBS Super Era that I was very kindly driven around in by Tim, the head of sales. We're just clapping through the last auction lot to go through. But this is it, lot 373, our Aston Martin DBS Super And uh, lot number 373. More of of the movie... uh, So if you've not seen it by now, you have the the opportunity to go and see it shortly on YouTube. There's a video of me uh, with Tim Schofield from Bonhams driving around a one-of-one car. This this, uh, this is where we get to see it go through. This is Coop was uh, one owner from you with service history and uh, we've been informed by Aeon Productions, of course, the James Bond film uh, producers and Aston Martin cars. Two cars were used in the filming of No Time to Die. The sister car is owned by Aeon still and is presently on display. And, uh, okay, that, oh, thanks very much. Well done. Uh, and, of course, this car used as well and uh, it was loaned to Aeon and for nearly two years, in fact, uh, during the filming, because of course the filming was delayed due to the pandemic. So, two cars used, this is certainly one of them, and uh, very little mileage. Uh, so this is the fun out. bit for me, because I get to now sit back and see how this car does. Estimate so between four and 500,000, let's see where it starts. 240, 260, 280,000. Already off the road. Off to a good start. Aston Martin DBS, no time to die. 280,000. 280, 300,000. 300,000 pounds. So we're already way above the average price of a DBS. At 300,000. Any more at 300,000? And 20. 350. 350. 350. What's interesting is the bidders are in the room. 
Of course, with a Bonhams auction, you have the opportunity to bid from home, online, on the phones. Looks like the buyers might be here. What's interesting is Tim, the name you've just heard there, he was the gentleman that drove me around. He's got a phone bidder. So he's on the phone. At 350,000 now, do I sell? At 350? Could be coming in as a restaurant. Do I sell? At 350. Take 10 quickly, Mark. At 350,000. No one offering more at 350. 350, this could be it. The hammer's gonna fall. The hammer's gonna fall at 350. No more. Oh, it's getting tense. There's a lot of negotiations on the phone. Hammer is up. Some translation probably going on there with the 360. Thank you. Well done, Mark. Thought we were over there, but we're still at going. The converted there at 360. At 360. 360. At 360. There's the bid. At 360. I'll take another 10 anywhere else. At 360,000. The car is selling at 360,000. The car is selling. There's the bid, 360. No one offering more? At 360. 360,000. It's no time to bid. It's all time to bid. No more? Sold. It's done. 360,000 360, pounds well to a buyer on the phone. So there we go. That's our car. It's gone through. It's really quite exciting. Underestimate, but still, the car has sold. Well, day two has come to an end. I'm now on my way back to the media centre just to do some boring, boring things you don't need to know about. All very boring. However, I have been invited by the lovely people at Zenvo to go to a barbecue this evening, so um, I might do that. I'll go for a little barbecue, and I guess I will catch up with you in the morning. In the meantime, if you're enjoying this content, which I hope you are, because it's... Uh, it's a, it is a bit unusual, it's a bit ad hoc. If you're enjoying it, why don't you let somebody know? Share this episode with somebody that you think might be interested in hearing what the Goodwood Festival of Speed is like. And if you'd like to give us a nice review on Apple Podcasts, do you know what? You'd be my absolute favourite person in the world. Uh, yeah, well, I'm going to walk through, enjoy the sounds of cars getting parked back up into their paddock for their overnight rest, and then I shall come back to you for day three in the morning. Well, hello and good morning, day three at the Goodwood Festival of Speed 2022. After a very lovely evening with the lovely guys and girls from Zenvo last night, we had a little barbecue in true British fashion because it poured with rain, uh, but it didn't dampen the mood, if you pardon the pun. It was, uh, it was quite a lovely evening, but uh, yeah, all very sensible. And I'm back again this morning at the hour of nine o'clock in the assembly area. I think this has got to be my favorite place for capturing content. I'm currently looking at a selection of Le Mans cars, Ferrari Challenge cars, classic Ferrari racing cars and Le Mans cars. You can hear in the background drift cars doing their demo up the hill. This is, uh, yeah, once again, the place to be. So what I'll do is I'll have a little walk around, I'll see who I can bump into and have a chat with you. Now then, who remembers when F1 cars made noises like this?
That is the sound of the Marlboro-sponsored Ferrari F1 car, equipped with a naturally aspirated V8. Joyous, joyous noises. Deafening noises as well, I should say. Now, in the assembly area, I've uh, walked over towards a rather lovely-looking Tom Walkinshaw Racing Jaguar V12-powered racing car, and the man who's, I assume, about to drive it is going to tell me a little bit more about the car. I've bumped into Justin Law. Justin, lovely to see you here at the Festival of Speed. Tell me about this car. Well, this is uh, an IMSA Jaguar V12, 7.4-litre, uh, 700 horsepower, um, high downforce car. Um, raced in the IMSA series. It did Daytona in 1993, a 24-hour race. Um, this was the last evolution of the uh, Group C Jaguars with a biplane rear wing, although it never got fully uh, developed at the time because uh, the following year Jaguar pulled out of Group C. So um, we're just here seeing what we can do with it at Goodwood. Fantastic. Now, it's, uh, it's no secret to many that you are not only quite a good peddler, you and, and Dad are both responsible for fixing a lot of this sort of thing as well. So does that add a bit of complexity when it comes to driving these things hard? Do you, do you have a bit more of a mechanical, sympathetic angle on things? Yeah, well, if, you've got, if you're the one who's got to fix the car at the end of the weekend, it does make you think a bit differently. But no, I've just always been an... En I'm an engineer, I build the cars, and, you know, I'm always very sympathetic to the car. We always pull the gearbox apart every few races to have a look, and there's never anything wrong in there. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's all about being at one with the car, I think. Fantastic. And is this one of many cars we're driving up the hill this weekend? Uh, it's just this one this weekend. Um, I have done quite a few over the years, but uh, when you're driving more than one car here at Goodwood, particularly if you're on the rally course at the top, it's just really difficult getting to where you need to be. So, fairly chilled one, really, this weekend. Fantastic. Well, I'll let you get back to it and enjoy it. Thanks so much for your time. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thanks to a very good photographer friend of mine, I've been pointed in the direction of another driver, this time another legendary F1 driver, John Watson who has, wait for this, the most incredible voice, because of course now he does a lot of commentating work and broadcasting work. I'm going to go and speak to John Watson, who's currently sat in a Porsche 962 racing car, uh, the original Jochen Mass car. Uh, let's go and see how he's getting on with his weekend. Now, one of my favourite things to do in the assembly area around the paddock is lean into racing cars to find very comfortably sat, I assume very comfortably sat, racing drivers. And the one I've just come across is none other than John Watson. John, what are you driving today? This is a Rothmans Porsche 962, a car from the sort of early middle 80s that Porsche ran, particularly at Le Mans, with a huge amount of success. This particular car is in what they describe as the short tail configuration. So this is not the Le Mans setup. The Le Mans setup had a much longer tail, different aerodynamics, but you know, this is what Porsche specialized in doing, factory cars, and you could go to Porsche in period, put your money down, buy an identical car, and go out and race in the Group C Championship, which is fantastic racing in the 80s. Fantastic. And one thing I've been loving asking a lot of drivers like yourself on days like today is, what does it feel like when you're reassembled or reunited, firstly, with a load of cars that you've driven previously, but also the comrades and the friends and the colleagues, some maybe not friends back in the day, but friends now perhaps, what does that feel like on a, at an event like the Goodwood Festival of Speed? Well, there obviously there's a lot of camaraderie because it's, it's not an event that's... Uh, let's say a championship event, it's a, it's a big social event, it's a garden party event, 
on which we've got a hill climb or cars that are just doing demonstrations. So my rule today is just to do a demonstration in this car. I'm not a racing driver any longer. And most of the people here are here to display the car and let the public see these cars. They haven't seen them in some cases for over 30 years. And there'll be people here who were children when these cars were racing who are now adults, would love to have a chance to sit in one of these cars, let alone drive it. So it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity and experience. And the, the whole event at Goodwood, the Festival of Speed, it is a unique event in, in the motorsport world. Fantastic. Well, I'll let you uh, get back into your focus and enjoy. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. And thanks very much for talking to us. Thank you. Well, I couldn't be happier right now because I, whilst milling around, loitering with intent into the assembly area, I look up and who should I see from across the paddock? It's our very own Amy Shaw. Hello, John Marker. Oh, I mean, like John and I, we, we're colleagues and we've kind of known each other for years. We've never really hugged and I had my third <laughs> hug from you ever and I am so happy that I did. So I'm so super happy to see you. Is that really only our third ever hug? Yeah, we had one awkward one when we said we'd never hugged. One second one we'd had a bit of champagne and then that was our third. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. So, yeah, third hug. All it takes is... Uh, I mean, when was the last time we see, we've seen each other? It's months. It's been way, way... For colleagues, we've, it's been a long time. Like, I think the uh, the problem is the kind of life started again, and then I've got, you know, with the photography... I'm, I'm still a photographer. I forget about that sometimes. So now I'm I'm following people around, and so today I'm following around uh, Mercedes F1 uh, reserve driver Esteban Gutierrez. So um, at the minute, I've lost him, but it's fine. He won't have gone far. I can see his car, so it's all fine. Yeah, that might be my fault, but yeah, my advice would be follow the car and chances are he'll come through. Uh, we might be being ushered out of the way. Let's walk towards this big bush. Walking towards a Patronus car, which is now firing up, which is great, great for audio quality, but we'll do our best. Now, I just want to, re I want to reassure our listeners, you haven't disappeared, have you, Amy? You're very much still on the team. I'm very much still on the team. I've just had to go and take some pictures because that's become a thing again. So, uh, no, very much still on the team, and I cannot wait to be back in the studio with you, like chatting with people. And oh, I've got, a, I've got a list of people I want to bring to the table. So I'm really excited to be back. Excellent. Oh, I'm so, I am genuinely. This is not for podcast drivel. I'm genuinely delighted that we've bumped into each other. We've been texting each other over the past few days, like, oh, let's try and find each other. But Goodwood is such an impossible place to try and arrange meetings. It's all about just bumping into people. I'm going to let you get back to work. It's so good to see you. And, yes, bring on that day when we can have a cup of tea in a studio together and talk nonsense for a couple of hours. Yay, thank you so much. I'll see you soon. See you soon. Somebody else I really want to approach in this grid is uh, Katie Munnings, who's driving in the Extreme E, in the Genesis car. She's just getting us... Just getting a helmet ready to jump on. I'll see if I can dive in for a very, very quick chat before she goes out. So I found Katie Munnings stand, stood beside your mammoth car. I've not been up close to one of these yet. This is a bloody big thing, isn't it? It is, and everybody's kind of saying that because we race without spectators, so it's the first time for a lot of people actually seeing it in the flesh. And it is a real beast, yeah. Parking is a bit of an issue. <laughs> So is this, uh, has this been up the hill before at Goodwood or is this its first time? The car was actually debuted here in 2019 as the Extreme E car. Um, I haven't driven it up the hill before. This is the first time I think it's been back since then. So we've got us and one of our competitor teams as well are, are driving up the hill. Being pretty careful though because the cars are going straight to our next race on Monday morning. So straight from here to Sardinia. So we don't want to break any transmission or anything for our next race. No pressure. And yeah, this being slightly bigger than the average race car, does that make you think twice about things like getting close to that? 
precarious wall. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot wider than normal. It's, it's one of those things where your perspective kind of shifts. You know, we normally race these in deserts and, and glaciers, and then suddenly we're on a, a really narrow racetrack. It's definitely something that, we, you know, it wasn't built for tarmac. I think everyone would see that, so it's just a bit of fun, and we're just happy to show it off to the crowd. Amazing. Now, you say it's going to be the first time you've driven this car up the hill. Have you driven anything else up the hill so far this weekend? No, I'm, I'm fully I'm fully extreme this year. I drove some Astons up last year, but, yeah, I'm just I'm just sharing this with my teammate, Timmy Hansen, who's come over from Sweden. Um, yeah, so I'm fully committed. <laughs> fantastic. Well, best of luck. I'm sure you'll have a fantastic time. Great to speak to you, and hopefully we'll get a proper chat with you on TalkSport sometime soon. Cool, that sounds great. Have a great weekend. One of the hardest things to do for anyone that's not been to a Festival of Speed before is plan on meeting up with people for the simple reason that there are approximately 80,000 people here on the weekend days. So today being Saturday, it's one of the busier days. Sunday is even busier. So planning on meeting people is quite difficult. However, there's an awful lot you can see away from the trackside, and that is often where you end up bumping into people. I am now making my way through to some of the stands. They've got retailers, they've got art artists, they've got photographers selling work, they've got car companies demoing things. And I know for a fact that uh, our friends, friends of the show from Baffle House, are also teaming up with K&N Filters this weekend. So they are around somewhere. I'm going to see if I can find them and maybe even blag a cheeky coffee because that is exactly what those guys do best. Um, and believe you me, after the... Uh, the two days I've already had, and now the third day. Any caffeine I can consume is the best. So let's have a little walk through walk through these retailing stands and see if we can find them. So one of my favourite things about wandering around this event is the fact that you get to bump into loads of familiar faces. And it's even better when those familiar faces have already appeared on the podcast, as you've heard from quite a few of those people already. Uh, but somebody else I've just bumped into is our good friend, Sam Damon from uh, Baffle House. Hello, mate. Good to see you. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. This is day three. I've worked out that on average I've done about 15,000 steps a day, which I've been complaining about. You, however, have a slightly different task, and that's standing on your feet constantly all day, every day. How's, how's the lower back? Yeah, I'm wearing a spot in uh, the floor down here. Um, yeah, when we turned up, we're on the K&N stand, providing K&N filter coffee. You see what we did there? Um, yeah, when we were setting up on Wednesday, I asked the question what the itinerary looks like, and... Um, yeah, you can imagine my face when we were told that it was open to the public from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. So, uh, yeah, I've uh, done a fair amount of standing over the last couple of days, but it's been absolutely awesome. And this is your first time here? Literally first time to Goodwood, not just the Festival of Speed as a whole. Um, and, yeah, what an absolutely amazing place and uh, festival. Yeah, it's awesome. So have you had, you're obviously here on your feet meeting and greeting people that are coming in, but have you had much of a chance to explore the site? So first day, we were very loyal to the, the coffee bar, um, but we quite quickly worked out that after about 4 p.m., um, it definitely shifts to people walking around with pints of beer, so they're less interested in our coffee. So, um, yeah, generally from about 4 until um, 5, 6 o'clock, we get a chance to, to wander around, um, take a look at the stuff. So, yeah, yeah, we're pretty lucky to be here. Fantastic. And on your stand here, it's worth pointing out. So, yeah, as you say, you're here, you've partnered up with K&N, I'm looking at an S1000RR, I'm looking at a Triumph Bobber, I'm looking at a, a very spectacularly built BMW here, which I think is quite close to home, this one, isn't it? Yeah, so um, I think with K&N, they've done a great job in appealing to everyone. So uh, you've got your sports bikes guys, you've got the, the Triumph Bobber from Thornton 100, so supercharged Bobber, um, and then 
one that my dad built. So Sid Motorcycles built the R65 for a customer based in London. Um, so yeah, that appeals to the guys that like their classic custom stuff as well. Um, so it's just great for us to get a bit of exposure and we've obviously used 8K and M filters, so it's kind of tied in nicely um, with that, so yeah. Fantastic. And then next to your bikes, you've got, what even is that? It's a, a drift truck. Is that right? Drift, yeah, drift Nissan Navara with a GTR engine, so a thousand brake horsepower. Um, that gets a lot of attention, as you can imagine. Yeah, and um, as it drove into to here, you could hear the wooden floorboards underneath us literally cracking underneath it. So it's got some weight behind it for sure. And that's a uh, that car is uh, that belongs to Bagsy, is that right? Yeah, Bagsy, and I think well, he's not quite here yet, but he's going to be here in about 15 minutes, I think. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, I will let you uh, get back to your hard work and uh, enjoy enjoy what you can of the event but lovely to see you really glad I stopped by and uh, I will see you most likely back at uh, Baffle House in the very near future for a much quieter coffee maybe we'll even sit down thanks John and uh, yeah if you need a coffee while you're here again we'll keep you fueled up all weekend so sounds good the Driven Chat podcast in association with Paramex Digital right I'm out for a walk again I've had a nice uh, a nice delicious pint of hops and now I'm standing and uh, walking underneath the beautiful BMW sculpture which I'm told, I don't know if this is true or not, but it's told it was actually at the cost of £1 million just for the sculpture. Whether or not that's true, I don't know, but uh, it is. But more important than a £1 million sculpture, it wouldn't be a Vox Pop podcast with me wandering around without bumping into the one and only Alex Goy. Hello, Alex Goy. Hello, it's me again. <laughs> I like this habit of uh, bumping into you, although there was a bit of strategic bumping into for this occasion. There was a minor one, and for a change, I'm sober. Yes, I, I don't know how to take it. It's, uh, I don't know how to, how to deal with you when you're not intoxicated by free gin. Free, free gin and champagne. I am, I'm easily bribable, don't worry. Uh, no, it's, I'm, I'm having a lovely day. I'm a little bit hungover, but I'm not drunk. That's the important thing. So you arrived yesterday as a guest of Land Rover, is that right? So I, uh, I've, I've been very much the corporate, um, uh, how can I say this in a radio-friendly way, uh, hobag. Um, I, uh, yeah, so I was with Bentley on Thursday night. They brought me to the show yesterday. Um, want to see their press conference, their, their, new six, their 12 new Speed 6 Mulliner recreation continuation things, which is pretty cool. And someone got the keys to their brand new shiny bright orange Bacalar. It's a super expensive, super limited car, and someone's painted it a stupid colour, and I love it. Um, then, yeah, last night I was with the lovely folk at Land Rover, um, and I'm very, very imminently about to jump in the new Range Rover Sport for a spin around the motor circuit, which is quite cool. Very cool. Very, very cool. So, and, and last night, you, I hear you were sleeping in a yurt. I did indeed sleep in a yurt. Uh, it was, it was, uh, well... It was like sleeping inside a hug because it was basically entirely soft furnishings. Though the uh, yeah the, the sunlight roof thing they had in there when the sun came up I was awake, very very awake and aware of my surroundings and also the headache that was coming my way. <laughs> Something about red wine. So, so, so much red wine. <laughs> so apart from getting into lovely cars and wandering around, what is it you love about the Festival of Speed? What what brings you here? Um, but the, the thing is, like, I was here last year, and because it, it was a bit limited, it was a bit quieter, it was, what was it, a, a, a test event, or a, they had a special name for trial events, whatever it was, so it was a bit quieter, and Speed Week the year before was 
an attempt was made, like fair play to them, but it wasn't it wasn't Goodwood. Whereas this year, um, yesterday the place was rammed. Today the place is rammed. There's people, there's cars, there's people doing skids. There's a there's a proper atmosphere here again, and I really enjoy that. It's there are some elements of it that aren't quite like this, but on the whole, it's a great leveller. Everyone's here because they love cars. You get largely the same access whether you're on a a normal ticket or whether you've got a wristband of joy or a lozenge thing or a paper tag or whatever you know you can still everyone can go to the Cartier lawn and have a look at what's it 5,000 McLaren F1s there at the moment everyone can go to the BMW stand and have a look at M4s and M3s and M3 Tourings that thing's hot um, you're not talking about the face anymore are you um, everyone gets the same noise of stuff going up the hill everyone gets everyone gets the same stuff and it's, it's brilliant. We're all here because we like cars. And mercifully, the weather hasn't been too bad. Now I said that, it's going to hammer it down, I know. It may well do. I mean, I was here Thursday. We had a bit of rain in the morning. It then became very warm, became quite muggy and bizarre. But uh, yeah, no, on the whole, I'd say we've been very, very lucky this year. The forecast was rain and we are currently standing in rolled up sleeves. Not rain is what we're in. Not rain. And there's F1 cars going up the hill. I mean, I don't, I don't understand that era of Formula One. I don't understand Formula One, but... They're, like that's cool. You don't see that anywhere else, sort of Monterey Car Week and Laguna Seca, but the problem is to get into Pebble Beach and all that, you can't just get a ticket and it's a lot more rarefied over there. You're absolutely right. Well, I know that you've got a very short window of time to fill your face with food before yeah. then getting into a Land Rover to drive around a circuit. So I will let you go and go do that. Lovely to see you, Alex. Always a pleasure to grab your voice for a moment. I'll, I'll see you at the next one, I guess. <laughs> see you at the next one. So having just bumped into Alex Goy and had a quick chat, I've then turned around and seen another friend, another familiar face, Mr Sid North, a.k.a. I mean, are you still going by sideways, Sid? Is that still a thing? Yeah, um, I think in the, in the lower ends of the world, yeah, I'm still known as sideways Sid, but yeah, it's Sid North now. Oh, it has been for the last couple of years, but yeah, good to see you, man. Good to see you too. Now... You are known by many as somebody that likes to throw a car sideways. Have you uh, have you had an opportunity to drive anything up the hill this year? Uh, nothing this year. I rode shotgun in a lovely Bentley Brooklands, courtesy of Bentley, uh, to celebrate um, turbocharging. So that was a nice little parade. Nothing as of yet. I was I was going to go up in something pretty special this year, but given the fact that I wasn't going to have a practice run, I, I actually played safe which is um, weird for me. I'm, I'm very stupid. So, um, yeah, nothing this year, which I'm a little bit gutted, but my time will come. My time will come. It's almost as if you're getting sensible with age, which is quite unsettling and strange. Yeah, I know. I mean, once you turn 25, it's like everything becomes serious. I know that's not old to most people, but I've been in it for a while now. I started this when I was 19, so, yeah, it's been, it's been a bit of a while now. But, yeah, no, it's good, it's good to be at Festival Speed, especially 50 years of MCAR, the sculptures, the people. It's, it's, to be honest with you, I don't go to many other car shows. I feel like if you, this sort of completes everything for the year, but, yeah, it's mega. It's, uh, it's a good show. It's a good place. It's kind of, it's one of the questions I've been asking everyone from drivers through to social media influencers, through to racing drivers and anyone and everyone that I've been talking to, even PRs, and trying to kind of summarise what makes this event special. But it's so hard to put your finger on it, isn't it? Like, what? Have a go. What do you think it is that makes this so unusual in comparison to other motorsport events that happen around the world? I think it's the sheer variety of people, cars, the overall event. I, I, don't, know what, I don't know what it is. I mean, for example... We got to the car park, you know where the motorhomes are? 
and there's eight Koenigseggs. Where would you find eight Koenigseggs amongst Shamal XL caravans? It's, it's, it's so bizarre. And then you'll see an F1 GTR, then you'll see Bagsy's GTR drift car. It's just the sheer variety of everything. And, you know, there's different sort of segments of petrol heads. You know, you'll get the ones that like only the hypercars, you get the ones that only like the JDM. But what's beautiful about this place is the fact that just everyone comes and meets you know it's it's to celebrate speed regardless of what car you like and i don't know what it is i don't mean you can put your finger on it because it's it, it sort of just got everything and everyone that i speak to who is a genuine petrohead that's how i haven't been it's like you've got to come you've got like wh where have you been you've been living under a rock so it's great it's a great turnout this year is much more exciting exciting cars you know m cars all sorts so yeah no i'm loving it i'm absolutely loving it i'm filming a couple of bits for my channel now um, doing it full time believe it or not I'm, I've stopped messing around now I thought you know what let me take this a bit seriously see how it goes so um, well, give it a plug where do, where do people go uh, Sid North um, at Sid North on Instagram Sid North on TikTok when I'm bothered to upload something on there um, and Sid North on YouTube so uh, yeah yeah, go check it out if you want to see some consumer advice buying old dingers and reviewing very expensive cars and trying not to crash them Sounds like perfect content for me. Yeah. Once you finish listening to this, go and find Sid North's YouTube channel and uh, enjoy. Right, for now, lovely to see you, mate. Genuinely really lovely to see you. I'll let you crack on with your weekend, and I'll hopefully see you very soon. Cheers, thank you very much. Have fun. The wonderful Sid North there, who, following our recording, told me something very exciting off the record. Watch this space and watch that channel. Get to know him now on his social media feeds because um, a year or two from now I have a feeling he's going to be quite a big deal so watch this space but lovely to catch up with Sid I've known Sid for a good few years so that's always fun to bump into people well ladies and gentlemen boys and girls whatever you identify as there we have it I am drawing to the end of an amazing three days at the Goodwood Festival of Speed what an amazing collection of people I have spoken to you may still be able to hear in the background the distant hum of helicopters and tyre squeal as the event still goes on but I am making a break for it it's been a absolutely incredible few days speaking to some people that I never really could have imagined having the opportunity to get up close and personal with and, and share some questions and stories and anecdotes with it's just been absolutely magical I can only hope that for you as the listener it's been as enjoyable as it has been for me and the team to make this one so thank you so much for listening to this week's episode i hope you've enjoyed it if you have and you're feeling especially generous then a, a nice review on apple Podcasts will help no end perhaps referencing this episode uh, likewise if you have the means to share the episode on social media it would mean the world to us to do that uh, if you're able to do that and share that with a, a couple of friends, that would mean the world to us. As I say, at the moment, we still don't ask for patron membership or anything like that. It's just we do this for the joy of doing it and bringing you this content. Obviously, a lot of the conversations and the atmospheric stuff that you've been hearing in this week's episode have been for our radio show on TalkSport 2. So you will have heard, if you listen to our radio show, you've probably heard a lot of the conversations you've had so far, but an awful lot more you've heard here. If by change vice versa settings if you are usually a listener to us on TalkSport 2 and you've found this episode a result of hearing some of our clips 
on the radio show, uh, then welcome. We have an entire back catalogue of other episodes for you to enjoy. They're not all like this. This is a bit of an unusual one that we do every now and again. It takes a huge amount of effort in both recording them, even more so in editing them and putting them all together. It's an awful lot of conversations, an awful lot of media files. So a huge thank you to Tom Kent, our audio producer, for sitting down and uh, getting through it. Because <laughs> it's been it's been a big one this week. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Really, really hope you've enjoyed the content. We hope to do more and more with Goodwood. Uh, a huge thank you, of course, to Bonhams. A thank you to Rachel. Thank you to Andy. Thank you to everyone else that's been involved in this week's episode. And so great to catch up briefly as well with Amy Shaw. And for now, I will leave you with the sound of squealing tyres and helicopters in the background uh, before I venture back to my car and drive home. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being part of everything that we do. Don't forget, you can see everything else we do at drivenchat.com and on our social media feeds as well, at drivenchat on all the different platforms. You can see some more footage, videos, uh, camera, uh, photographs. You can tell I'm getting tired. Everything from this event is all available to see on the website and via our social feeds and, of course, on our YouTube channel as well. So make sure you check us out there. Thank you so much for listening. Speak to you again next week. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Oh, wow. You've made it to the end. The very end. And it's John Markar here again, reminding you that this podcast, the Driven Chat Podcast, has now run its course and has come to an end. To find the new format, search the Driven Podcast in your preferred podcast app or head on over to the website driven.site to find some quick and easy links through to the new episodes in the new formats on your preferred apps. Thanks. Bye.